0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
1: You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast.
0: This
2: is Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs. And this is the HJ Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Uh, we were joined by John Fashioner, who's going to appear on Dancing in Ice. He was talking us yeah, through that. it was good. And he talked a bit of Wimbledon and old-school strikers making a comeback. Um, we had a chat with Martin Kellner, as always, squad number nine. He looked at a week of sport on TV. He'd watched a very, very interesting documentary, hadn't he, that may have passed you by. We had a bit of a chat, didn't we? We did, yeah. You came up with some good stories, as you always do, so I think that should just about do you. Here it is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, uh, Andy. And I think, along with everybody in the world of football, we are saddened by the news of Luca Vialli's passing earlier on today. I, I think... Um, uh, well, I, my time at Chelsea kind of coincided... Uh, With some of his and uh, he was just the loveliest of men. You know, Mm. you'd see him at the club and he he was the same with everybody, sort of top to bottom who worked there and was very approachable and was never, as he once put it, Billy Big Potatoes around anybody and was a really... Solid, lovely guy, and it's 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 obviously tragic to lose someone at, at that age and he gave us so many great memories as a player, but purely as a person it is tragic because he was he was a lovely fellow.
1: Lovely man and uh, a club legend, uh, a wonderful striker. I loved him as a striker. He had that thing of taking the ball early and it made him so effective. Mm. And certain games stick out, like the game against Liverpool, the comeback there, the game against Napoli when he was managing and the players had champagne beforehand and it just just everything. I mean, he's a big part of what Chelsea did. Like, without him and without Hullet, and you know, I suppose without Bates take, bringing them in, yeah. there wouldn't be a Bramwich and there wouldn't have been the last glorious 20 years. And, no, absolutely. You know, so it was all linked and uh, just, yeah, uh, very, very sad. No doubt about it. And uh, as I say, I loved him. Loved him as a bloke. Loved him as a player. I remember that uh, famous, I think it was the 6-1 win at the lane where Yeah, uh, refused to bring <clears> him on and... <throat> mm. uh, he was smoking, he had a cigarette on the bench. <laughs> yeah, I think
2: he could have had a cigarette during the game. I was working at Chelsea then, so imagine yeah. going back to work on the Monday after it's losing true. 6-1. But uh, we'll be paying mm. a, a, a fuller tribute with Rick Glanville, the Chelsea historian, putting his uh, efforts in this country in the context at the bridge. And uh, also we'll speak to Tancredi Palmieri, obviously morning in Italy. He it was a great mm. Italian international, played for Sam. But Pignu. even when they, they
1: won, we've seen the pictures this morning when they won the euros in yeah, of course. with his great mate mancini and that yeah was, that was a lovely moment too um
2: so we'll we'll, we'll be reflecting on that with uh crady um, a little bit later on in the show but tim you were at the game last night and i thought you played rather well
1: i thought we you played probably all right. were worthy of a point before the game uh, i said to his friend i was with us and all <coughs> i want tonight mm. is for them to play with spirit yeah i don't expect them to win but i want them to put up a good performance and that's exactly what they did you know and uh it, it's really difficult. I mean, I was listening to Jamie O'Hara on the way home and I just didn't agree with him. You know, he said, Oh, well, what's going wrong with Chelsea? You know, they're 10th. This is not acceptable. You think, Come on, mate. They've got 10 first team players injured. Yeah. Take 10 first team players out of Spurs. How would they be? Oh, yeah. Take 10 first team players out of any team in the mm. Premier League. We saw with Leeds last year, they had that similar amount of injuries. Yeah. They didn't win a game. And it was only when they got their players back, they won the last few games that they stayed up. And it's going to be tough for Chelsea. You certainly, you know, I feel for Potter, really. And mm. there, there have been signs where times under his reign where they look like they can play some nice football and uh, so I think Mm. you're just going to have to be patient and if I was Todd Bowley I'd be really really looking at the, the physio, the sports yeah. science, the whole thing, because there's too many injuries. I mean, all right, Pulisic, that can happen in yeah. a game. That was a different, that was an impact injury. But mm-hmm. there are too many injuries in training, too many knees, too many hamstrings. It's not it's not acceptable, you know. The, you, you've got to have injury prevention. I mean, I think the one that sticks in my mind was Chilwell. He comes he comes back, he's had <clears> a throat> difficult throat> journey back. He, he starts to play where well. he has a game where he's playing really well. And he's got Cooker on the bench. And you think, well, don't make him go. I thought this, and I'm not being wise off the bench. I thought, don't make him play the whole 90 minutes. Bring that other fellow on and then take him off, and that'll be Mm -hmm. great. No, he makes him play the whole 90 minutes and then he pulls his hamstring in the like, 93rd minute. And you think, oh, brilliant. That's absolutely brilliant. Do so you that's... think
2: some of the game management injuries have not been great? I don't think
1: so. You know, I think that's all, you know, aren't they all supposed to know mm. when they're in the red zone and all that, isn't it?
2: Well, when you look at the list of players missing um, Kante, Reese James, Mendy, Fafana, Brozier, mm. um, Loftus Cheek, Chilwell, Mount, and now Sterling and Pulisic yeah. It's amazing. That is that is a lot of important players.
1: And the problem is when you when you, as a Leeds fan when you have got a lot of players out, the players who are there have to play too much, so yeah. they get tired, mm. and they get injured, and stay out. And that's so you've got no rotation. I mean, he's got you know it's very difficult. You know, it's, I feel for him as, in a way it couldn't mm. be. He couldn't mm. have had a worse mm. start. You know, you get City in the Carabao Cup, then you play City in the league with like ten players missing, and then you have got to go three days later play them in the cup mm. away with with what? You know, it seems at the
2: end of the game it wasn't booing or jeering. Oh, no, or I think people, was...
1: people thought you know the team did well. They did mm. do well, and, you know, like we saw with Arsenal, you know that if you gave give a manager time, and the, we've got some brilliant young players. Yeah, yeah, we what brought I, a
2: couple on last night, didn't
1: you we? Know, what I don't understand is this link between the youth setup and the and Bowley and the people who are buying the players. Mm. I can't believe you know they didn't say to him. Don't buy Cook Aurelia. He's a good player, but don't buy him because we've got Ben Chilwell and we've got this wonderful young player in the, in the youth team, Lewis Hall, He's brilliant. Yeah. He? he looks great. Mm. He, he loses his head a bit on finishing and all that, but that will come. He's a young player. You know, why buy another player that you've already got? All you do is block Lewis Hall's pathway. Yeah. As soon as Chilwell's fit, you've now got two left-backs and you've got a young player that you have to send out on loan. That's nonsense. It's the same with the boy they bought yesterday from Monaco. He might be a brilliant player, but it's, you've already got Colwell at Brighton. Why buy the same player for for a lot of money when you've already got the player who costs nothing? And I think that needs to improve massively. Yeah. That link between you know and the pathway. But that was the one. That's one often thing. been
2: a problem at Chelsea. Yeah, though, but isn't one it?
1: thing about Frank Lampard, mm. which was great, mm. and that's and they reap the benefit of that after that. Mm winning the Champions League is that they had he had to use those young players and Reese James and people because like, of the transfer yeah, Mount and those got mm. experience and that, that's in a way you know you think uh, actually the way you're spending money wasting money if we do get an FFP ban it'd probably be a good thing
2: <laughs> City are not quite at it yet really no, are they
1: I don't think they are last year City came to our place with a much better Chelsea team and they trounced us I mean 1-0 but they trounced us Yeah, very much like the Arsenal game this year where Arsenal were brilliant mm. yeah. but only won 1-0 Yesterday I thought hmm, not really for me it's not quite happening for them as first off they moved the ball so slowly they played right into Chelsea's hands and yeah I think they could have Chelsea were worth a point last night didn't get it but there you go and uh, it was a strange goal Kepa what are you doing yeah <laughs> why doesn't he he doesn't go, go he seems to it. hesitate Yeah. not he I don't know what Why are you hesitating?
2: Uh, I don't know. It you was know. strange. Anyway, it was... Um, look, it wasn't... It was, you know, I won't be buying the DVD, but it was intriguing. <laughs> and uh, as I said, I thought you, you deserve something out of it.
1: The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast.
2: We did ask you about your charity shop finds off the back of a Harry Maguire shirt popping up in a Manchester charity shop, a signed one. And Alan Leeds says, my mum gave my signed Leeds charity shield shirt away... Uh, to the shop as it was covered in writing.
1: Oh, brilliant! <laughs> Still crossed many years yeah, later, says Al. Um,
2: random finds. Uh, Adam says, "I what found Al that." Ran- Al- finds no, not Ranald <laughs> finds. Um, <laughs> random, so random finds.
1: Yes, yeah, so I felt Ran- quite guilty. He was a, He was. Uh,
2: he was a Sunday Times time. oh, was life in the, the day. Show, and it? Yeah, yeah,
1: I was reading it like, on last Sunday. Like. He's an incredible man, isn't he? he is an incredible man. Okay. Not calling him Andy Jacobs. I <laughs> I can't believe I said to him, "What's the point?" <laughs> yeah, he said, "Saranoff, it is
2: lovely to meet you, and you've travelled around the world and taken on these many great challenges." You know, undertaking,
1: uh, oh, b- b- undertaking.
2: And he said, but with respect, what's the point? And he said, well, I've raised about £25 million for charity. Well, that's a pretty decent point. fair enough, really. Only Andy could have a pop at a man who had a a frostbitten finger, so went up the shed and hacked it off. Only Andy could find fault, really.
1: That was the end of his umpiring career.
2: Yeah, (laughs) that's that's very true. Uh, Good job he didn't have a go at Chelsea. That would have been a bit of a disaster all round. Um, so um, we're going to be chatting with John Fashnu very very shortly Dancing on Ice Old School Strikers and Memories of the yeah. FA Cup that's I it. hope
1: Fash doesn't put in a sliding challenge on Jane Torville <laughs> it wouldn't be
2: two footed
1: yeah with those skates it would would be a great <laughs> idea would not it yeah the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast
2: from Talk Sport. Now, a number of unfancied sides will be heading into the third round uh, this weekend, dreaming of Wembley. Mm. and Because uh, fairy tales do happen. They do. As they did, as our old mate Motty said, when uh, the Crazy Gang beat the Culture Club back in 1988, Wimbledon versus Liverpool. And we'll touch on that as we talk about his uh, appearance on Dancing in Ice with the former Dons striker.
1: To get started visit plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss.
2: John Fashion, good afternoon, Fashion. Hey, good afternoon. Is that Paul or Andy? It's both of us. Yeah, it's, it was Paul coming, hey. and he'll be coming up in a minute. So. Yeah, you'll hear me. I sound a bit croaky. He but does. He's me. got a bit of a cold, but bear with us. So, look, let's deal with the dancing first. Year. how did this all come about? You, I'll I, I take it. You must get approached for quite a lot of uh, this sort of reality TV stuff.
3: Well, I, well, guys, you know, I, I must admit, I've been approached for so many different shows. I mean, how on earth I got to be approached for? I'm a celebrity. Remember, I'm yeah. a celebrity. Get me out of here! And yeah. I came second years ago, I and remember. it's this. Just never stopped so this was something a little bit different you know fascist played football all my life and i thought well let me just venture into something a little bit different i didn't know it was going to be quite as hard as this to be quite honest i mean dancing on ice what the heck am i doing here i don't know
2: <laughs> could you i mean could you skate before have you had to really go
3: back to basics Oh, Andy, Paul, skate? I couldn't even spell the word. What are you talking <laughs> about? I'm, I'm, a, I'm a footballer, bro. <laughs> no, I could not skate at all. And I've been here now. I'm back. You know, I re- re- rescheduled back to Nigeria. So I'm actually living in Nigeria. Oh, wow. I've been in England three months and we've been every day apart from Saturday and Sunday. We have been training. Wow. And I mean, really hard. Because obviously, if you fall over on the ice, it's not the same as falling over at Wembley. Mm. So, you know, it's been a hard transition, but I I must say, I think I can do it. I'm ready for it now.
1: And one advantage you've got is that great competitive spirit. So if you can get the technical side of it,
3: you you, you know, you could do well. Well, you're you're being a bit kind. I was going to say that crazy spirit. But, uh, you know, (laughs) when when the crazy gang go, you know we kick. So maybe I come a little bit crazy. I think we've had so far two celebrities who have broken their wrist. One has broken uh, uh, their kneecap. So it's not wow. quite as easy as I thought. No, it can be dangerous. That show. Yeah, you do have to be careful. Yeah, well, um, so- I, I would. Go, I would think I would go a little bit stronger than that. I wouldn't say it can be dangerous. I'll say it's always dangerous.
1: Yeah.
3: Who's your partner,
2: Fash? Who's been helping you out then?
3: I have a fantastic young lady called. Uh, um, she's so fantastic. I nearly forgot her name. Called <laughs> Jane. Yes. And uh, she is a um, Alex. Alex. Oh, okay. Jane. Yeah. She was last week. Yeah. Um, Alex. She's amazing. Absolutely amazing. She's very patient, and that's what you got to. You got to be when you got somebody like myself, who's six foot three, mm. on, on the ice rink. It doesn't go. No, absolutely. Very, very difficult. Have you got your own skates? <laughs> well,
1: you don't have to hire them, do you?
2: <laughs> I wouldn't think so. He gives his shoes in before every show and gets a pair of skates. I don't think you no, works. No, I'm like using
3: that. Vinnie Jones's skates. Oh wow, yeah, okay. yeah. extra
2: sharp. Yeah. I would imagine. Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah, So you can imagine what a slide tackle will be like. Yeah, we're talking about. So when when do you start then? When's the first show? Gosh. We start next week. Right. I've been here three months now. Um, you have to. I mean, it's mandatory that you have a coach that will train you so you don't break your neck or break your skull or something like that. But I'm on the show dancing on ice. I uh, You know, I don't know. I only think I know of David Seaman at Arsenal, of course, mm. who was on dancing on ice and he did okay. But other than that, I don't think many footballers have been dancing on ice.
1: No, have know. you mastered the triple axle and the
3: double Salco? Wow. Yeah, <laughs> yet again, my spelling is not too good. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah.
2: So, as we said, happy memories of the FA Cup. I was looking back on that nineteen ninety eight run for Wimbledon um, to get to the final, and I wouldn't say it looked plain sailing and all that, but still, you didn't have to. You had no replays on the way. I don't know if you remember all this. First, you kicked off. You beat West Brom in the in the third round, pretty comfortable win, and you kind of never looked back.
3: Yeah, well, I mean, it, it was an amazing run we had. And and I've got to say, you know, at the end of the day, Dennis Wise, the little rat we used to call him, Wisey, he was the one who came up with the idea of all of us not showering, not having any shower. Now, it seems like, well, that's bloody crazy. But in actual fact, once you've gone sort of up to three, four weeks of not having a shower and you've not shaved, you've not cut your head, you feel like a monster. So I noticed that our temperaments of all the players, because I I was captain then um, uh, with Laurie Sanchez, Um, we realized that we were actually getting very, we don't care, that sort of attitude. We'll go out onto the pitch and we're ready to do anything. Some tackles will be a little bit tougher than normal. And some of the tackles that I would have normally run away from, I was ready to go into it because I hadn't showered, I hadn't washed, I felt angry. And it worked. It was amazing.
1: i don't oh. you being unshowered in the final of Dancing. That's Arts. right. You're going to go through. You're going to go for a couple of months and not yeah, showering. Yeah, yeah. Gonna... I, I,
3: I don't think my partner would like that too much. No, Thanks,
2: she, guys. She yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Now, Vaseline, since your days, we've been going through, you know, force nines and and sort of little strikers. We don't have big man, little man anymore. But the kind of yeah. old school striker is sort of back in vogue with Holland and Mitrovic and players like that, aren't they?
3: Well, I mean, football is a circle. It goes round and round. I mean, let's be honest, there can't be too many changes in the game of football. So, you know, it's obvious that after a little while, I was in vogue. But just before myself and my late brother, Justin, who was, of course, was a number nine as well, Mm. there were small, uh, you know, the fast players. But it just keeps changing. I mean, the game is... I just can't believe the game now. I mean, uh, you've got some softies on here. The the hard man attitude has gone. So... Possibly myself, Vinnie Jones, people like us, we wouldn't have been relative now.
2: Yeah, I mean yeah. I think you probably would have well, picked would up have adjusted. Would have picked know, up a few thing. more cards, would. I would imagine.
3: I mean it'd be interesting. When they do this they do this yeah, now. They,
2: they re referee games from the past, don't they? And uh, yeah. yes. they look at how many cards I mean, even in your final, I think there probably would have been a couple of reds against Liverpool. Oh, yeah.
3: oh well I think so. Yeah. I think so yeah. I mean that was our aim if you don't get the ball make sure you get the leg yeah. so it was quite straightforward we didn't hide that at all
2: Yeah. and you still do you get to games John do you, you still you still sort of follow in the game
3: as, as you always well, did Amazingly, I can't, you you know, I mean, once you're a footballer, it's. you know, you are a footballer. You can't stop being a footballer. I have a beautiful sports academy, which I've uh, built in uh, Nigeria, Mm -hmm. in Abuja, the federal capital, where I have uh, so many talented players. It's just, it's frightening. But of course, now because... I've just been, I was down to Wimbledon. I'm sure you probably have heard that I was made the ambassador for Wimbledon Football Club. Hmm. So now we have a little bit of a 2 a one-way, two-way street where I can sort of show them one or two of our players in Africa wow. and bring some of the players over.
2: That, really? that is that is very useful for the club, isn't it? Right. And you say you're, you're finding, that. I mean, it's always been a, a country that has produced great, great players. So I'm not surprised to you? You've got some good young kids coming through.
3: Well, the the beauty of Nigeria is it's twofold. It's one that you've got wonderful players, but then the question is, can they play together? We are amazing individually. Some of the Nigerian players are just, you know, and I've been in the game 35 years, so nothing really shocks me. When I saw the players coming out of Nigeria, I was just amazed. But playing together as a team... That sometimes is a, as a challenge for Nigeria, right. but some of the players coming over will, will be coming over to Nigeria, to uh, England, sorry, and other countries. And I think uh, we're blessed to have one or two good players. Brilliant. Well, we we'll look out for those, and uh, we wish you well in dancing on ice. Oh, yeah. Best Thank, of luck with Thanks them. for joining us. Yeah. Well, please vote for me. We're gonna we're, <laughs> we're gonna win that with a, with a bit of a, uh, uh Should we say a little bit of good luck?
1: Okay. Good. Stay safe. Cheers.
3: Good. All the best. Thanks, guys. Thanks, yeah, Andy. Yeah.
2: John Fashanu, there.
1: Yeah, it's, it, it's a dangerous show. It's not quite yeah. as dangerous as that. what was the one the skiing show that was a real. Oh yeah, was it? Was it one that Goffy they did? They could have called <laughs> it "Injure Celebrity."
2: Was it the Goffy one? Was it the? Was it called the Games? Was it that oh, one? Or was yeah, it? I can't remember. Ski jumping, <laughs> Ski. S- the jump. jump. That was it. Thank yeah, you. I suppose, actually, I suppose the, clue the producer's favourite the... program. Yeah, <laughs> he loved it. Yeah, he did. He wanted the jump back now. Fashi's dance partner is Alec- Alexander Shellman who appears in a very famous clip that we played you at Christmas oh, if we yeah. can hunt that down before we head off to the uh, news and sport well, it, it did involve Goffy actually uh, yeah. and um, it was when Dominic Cork was on uh, his, his old England teammate was on Dancing on Ice and uh, they were interviewing uh, Corky and indeed Alexander, and uh, this is what Goffy had to say I had a question for her Strictly. Anyway, enough of a Cork here. Uh, I'd rather speak to his partner, uh, Alexandra Shelman. Where are you from? I'm from Finland. Finland. Yeah, yeah. you speak Finnish? Well, I'd like to think so. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to think she can get by in it, really. <laughs> there we are. Uh, you're going to have to wait till next Christmas to hear that again. <laughs>
1: the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast.
2: Paul Hawksman Andy Jacobs here on Talk Sport. Uh, we mentioned earlier on one of Harry Maguire's shirts had uh, popped up in a in a signed one, uh, Manchester United. Sorry, not, a, sorry, not a Manchester United charity shop. A
1: Manchester <laughs> charity shop. And you're telling us about some of raising your, money for transfers. Tell me your charity, <laughs> charity
2: shop finds. Um, Adam, we never got round to this one. I found an Oldham Away shirt in a frame which was selling for £5. Randomly signed by goalkeeper Chris Woods. As far as I remember, never played for Oldham, did he? Complete with a cartoon goalkeeper, Stickman. Um, says, That's a very weird one. But the frame was probably worth more than the shirt. An Oldham shirt signed by a bloke who never played for them. I'm a New York Jets fan. Found a brand new, still labelled, official Jets jersey for four pound fifty in our local shop. Unfortunately, I had legendary draft bust. Christian Hackenberg emblazoned across the back. Well, you can't have it all, can it you? Sounds That's like why a Marx Brothers character. Yeah, I think it is Hackenback, and, hack and back indeed. Yeah, my mum. Oh yeah, we did that I'm one.
1: i back. Yeah,
2: you're hacking. <laughs> oh, you're hacking back now. I uh, am. Once claimed a Wallabies beanie signed by David Campese in a charity shop I was volunteering in. A great find as a rugby player slash fan. Brackets refused to take staff discount.
1: Says Elwin.
2: I should think so, Elwin
1: as well. Yeah, definitely. Now another injury for Emma. I think she's using Chelsea's medical department?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Give her a break. She was upset. You've got a young girl crying, and that's the first thing you think. She's broken. She had so many injuries. It's been very, 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 very unlucky.
1: Yeah, no, it's a, it's a so. very unfortunate. And uh, I showed you earlier Brooklyn Beckham's uh, yeah. Instagram video from mm. him uh, oh, making yeah. a Sunday was, lunch. I've never that's watched. So You've funny. told me
2: about his videos before, but I've never watched one before. So, Honestly, uh, it
1: basically, was- the other bloke's doing all the cooking. Yeah. And- Brooklyn's just putting loads of butter in yeah. the bowl it's, it's,
2: it's a video of them making a Sunday roast and he's uh, with a mate or I, we take it as a cook he's doing all the heavy lifting and then occasionally Brooklyn says chuck in some butter <laughs> <laughs> honestly, you said, did make the point to him didn't you? you Said, could you chuck a bit more butter in <laughs> it my arteries are clogged up enough yeah,
1: said, congratulations but to the other bloke for doing the cooking I wonder, if he
2: was going for a job I don't think he could go for a job as a cook but he makes a very good butter hurler doesn't he he's got that technique the guy the the guy's with him is a little bit. Um, who was your mate, the uh, the butcher from Istanbul?
1: Oh yes, yeah. salt, salt, salt Bay. bay yeah.
2: yeah, he's got a bit of the Salt Bay about his sprinkling technique, isn't he? Yeah. Really, that was all a very, all a bit strange. Very,
1: very nice. Uh, there was a letter to the staff about Frank Lampard. Honestly, yeah. it's brilliant, isn't it? Uh, if Frank Lampard loses his job at Everton, maybe he'll see his future in television. He'd be brilliant on Strictly or I'm a celeb. I'm sure that's just what he wants.
2: Here we <laughs> go. He did his
1: badges. Yeah,
2: I've got the info. <laughs> Replays will be mandatory in all rounds of qualifying competition and the competition proper from the first round proper. Up to and including the fourth round proper, so, so they are. Yeah, well, they, yeah. But I think they did it because of fixture congestion and because of the World Cup. I thought I was wondering whether they'd done that again, mm. but there will be replays because it is sort of such a cash cow for a lot of the sides,
1: isn't it? That's true. Uh, that, uh,
2: if, if they do manage course, to so get a replay, it can be very lucrative, and and that's partly what the FA Cup uh, at this stage is all about. So yeah, a replays up to the fourth round.
1: There's and a row going we, on between the two blokes who want to claim being the tall world's tallest man have you seen this yeah it's incredible one of the blokes is nine foot six I mean I'd say they could stand back to back but they're probably in different <laughs> continents <aren't laughs> well, they? I think they are actually uh, one of them is in Ghana yeah and the other bloke is in Turkey he's eight foot three yeah he holds the Guinness Book of Records. And the other chap, Abdul Samid from Ghana, has reached nine foot six.
2: Well, he sounds taller to me. I'm no expert. I was no thinking expert. of signing both
1: of them, really. <laughs> It'd be great at set plays. be
2: fantastic, <laughs> wouldn't it? Hold it up, back to goal. the a sort of veg horse uh, envelope. Chris Ward's... I mean, Newcastle could sign him, wouldn't they?
1: Really. They could. Nine foot six. I that is big. Yeah, that is. Understatement. What, has he got me. good feet? Do we know? I've no idea. Be quite different, quite thing.
2: That'd be the ultimate. Uh, I, uh, yeah. Andy, do you own a. Are you a slippers wearer? No, you're not. No. You never been a slippers. Why'd you say it like that? With a look of disgust in your face.
1: You know, I'm mean old, I'm not that old. <laughs> what, where, what's
2: wrong with I mean, necessarily, anyway, slippers are back. Slippers. Kids are wearing slippers. Uh, they're going to be all are over they? TikTok soon, which I know you frequent, oh, well, so yeah. i have to get a pair then. Seven out of ten people <laughs> aged 25 to four. Oh, suddenly you're interested. You're such a fashion victim. I did Seven... have a
1: pair of those sort of burgundy ones with a sheepskin lining at one oh, point. did you? But I didn't really like them. Yeah. Oh, okay. I've got on with them really. Fair enough. I wish I hadn't started this. <laughs> no, seven no. <laughs> out of ten. I bring
2: it up because the kids are buying slippers. It's not what you'd expect. Seven <laughs> out of ten people, I'm going to stop saying seven out of ten in a minute, age 25 to 40, own a pair of slippers. So I'm, there it doesn't mean, take fasc-
1: You are listening to Talksport. I'm fascinated with social media. Tony Bellew, the boxing legend, yeah. says it? Yeah. yeah. It basically, he was complaining to his local council. And he tweeted about potholes. He nearly had an accident with his yeah, potholes. And like a lot enough. of people, he thinks you know, it'd be quite useful to, yeah. to fix them. <laughs> this was his other view on social media. Other drivers slammed Bellew on social media. One said, uh, maybe drive error more than anything here. Tony, what? Pals? Yeah. Drive round them, Sterling Moss, said Jez yeah. White, Say that,
2: that to his face, guys. Yeah, that's a very good point.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast.
2: Yes, good afternoon. Paul Hawksby and Jacobs here on Talk Sports. Um, we'll be looking ahead to Manchester United Everton. Will you commentate to Jim Proudfoot a little bit later on? Uh, we've got Tom Macklin joining us, as we said, after a difficult week in the NFL. And uh, you've been giving us your Italian darts players off the fantastic bit of Italian darts commentary we brought you earlier on. Gary Baldy Anderson says, Paul the Blade in Sheffield. Do you like mm-hmm. that one? Roman Van Barnevelt <laughs> and Phil Tagliatelli,
1: Mark in Belfast. <laughs> I like this one. Cliff Lasagna That's
2: very good. Well yeah. done, uh, Rich. That's very good. Yeah, and somebody, Dick in Devon, gives us uh, Nocky Wilson, which is the one you started with. So <laughs> maybe he switched much, off Dick. at that Tremendous. point. Thank you, Dick. But it's a very good one. But it's been taken.
1: Anyway. He's, he's doing the birthday spread next week. What a week of sport oh, on TV
2: me. it's been. Or has it? Let's find out. Martin Kellner joins us. Good afternoon, Martin.
0: Good afternoon to you boys. Yes, yeah, certainly has been a week uh, of uh, sport on TV. Yeah. The uh, the darts, I suspect, has been uh, well uh, chewed over on uh, Talk Sport. I thought it was quite interesting that the timing of it, that brilliant uh, seven darter by Michael Smith in that amazing leg yeah. of the darts. Um, it came at exactly half time in the Arsenal-Newcastle match. Mm. Absolutely brilliant. I mean, I don't watch that much darts, but uh, I was watching Arsenal and Newcastle switched over, obviously uh, at half time. Look at the darts and caught that. And uh, of course, Wayne Mardle with his little tribute to rugby league. I can't spake. Yes, I can't I said spake so. <laughs> <Yeah>. the, uh, <laughs> the famous Mick Morgan quote yeah. from the uh, Castle of Wigan commentary. Brilliant. I mean, that whatever sport was on this week, that was definitely oh. the sporting moment of the week on TV. Um, but I'll tell you what: I watched. Uh, uh, well, I watched two documentaries. Hmm. Um, one about a Brazilian footballer who played an awful lot of games, and we're yep. talking about Pele. Yeah. The other one about a Brazilian footballer who became something of a personality, something of a star. Didn't play any games at all. Yeah. Uh, mm. Do you know that story? Uh, we do. Kaiser. Yeah. We,
2: when the film came out, the Kaiser. When the film came out, we spoke to the people behind it, and there's a book of it as well, which is fascinating. But it's it's worth retelling the story because it's quite unbelievable, isn't it? Really,
0: it is. It is a remarkable story. I wasn't familiar with it. They uh, they sort of did a trailer for it in the Sunday Times, and, they, and I thought I must watch this, mm. see what it's all about. Um, uh, I paid three pound ninety nine for it on Amazon Prime. Wow, I was Ooh, that, that keen to get it. Guy, I think. yeah yeah. Yeah, absolutely um but you can watch it on youtube uh so um that's a bit of a word to the wise there Mm. and and you know there's the trailer and everything which tells the whole story which is basically this guy who looked like a footballer by the way the the, documentary is called kaiser Mm. don't Confuse it with a documentary called *Der Kaiser*, no, which no. is a fairly dull documentary about Franz Beckenbauer. <laughs> right, okay. this one is <laughs> this one is much more interesting mm. because uh, the guy sort of built up a network of friends. Uh, and by so doing, he was able to sort of infiltrate, find his way into, he played for all the top teams in Brazil, but didn't play a moment. What he did was he would go to training mm. and because he looked a bit like a footballer and he was friends with footballers mm. and looked really good in a sort of tiny pair of yellow Speedos, lots of <laughs> shots of that on the beach. So he had sort of fo- he was into the footballer's lifestyle, if you like, and he would make these friends, he would go to training Um, do the physical training and then when it came to something you know some actual football um, he would feign injury apparently his injury of choice was a fake hamstring term. oh wow there's quite uh, a few yeah. players
2: playing now especially around Christmas can call upon one of those <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: yeah so there, there was a lot of there was a lot of that um but you know they, they loved him people I mean on the uh, people like Carlos Alberto and Babeto yeah. he signed him didn't he Carlos Alberto signed him
2: realized he signed he, him. I mean a, a bloke with a good eye for a player mm. or signed mm. him realized he was terrible got rid of him but then he used it as a calling card from then on didn't
0: he? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And he, he played in uh, in France. Uh, I won't say played in France. He joined <laughs> a team in France. Um, Carl alberti said he was good with coconuts, not the ball. <laughs> the ball was his weakness. He said it wouldn't, it, it wouldn't even get into a kickabout on the beach. I mean, it's a story that will never happen again. Mm um but the, i mean there was no google there was no internet and as far as injury went there was no mri scans those <laughs> things didn't exist yeah. so uh it, it was an amazing story and uh he built a whole i mean a lovable rogue, I think. I thought it was quite interesting watching this. And I've been watching the um, the uh, programme Stonehouse on ITV. Mm. You know, all about John Stonehouse yeah. who mm. faked his own death on the beach in Miami. I, mm. I'm sure Mike Ward will talk about that. But um, watching that, it, it's amazing how much we love a lovable rogue yeah. and what a great story it is. Um, and uh, I mean, he... he Basically, the players never ratted on him, the teams never ratted on him, simply because he, he was a party animal, he provided girls for the, uh, for the players, mm. you know, or parties, whatever. Um, in fact, he said his, his hobby was sex. Uh, oh, okay. he, Just a hobby. Into- it's just a hobby really oh, yeah. right. <laughs> okay. he obviously yeah. didn't have a shed to go
2: down to did he yeah, did no you, yeah. probably not no. that, yeah, was, that was his hobby yeah. well
0: maybe maybe mm. the shed uh yeah. We'll yeah. In it. Yeah. but that was his hobby and he says because um, he's interviewed in the whole thing which is the great thing about it mm. um you know he's now around about 60 years old he was interviewed he says i have the disease they say michael douglas has oh um okay. which i will be expanding remi- on that <laughs> yeah. yes well it reminded me of that um film with will ferrell blades of glory the mm. ice skating film if you ever saw that yes um when will, Fer- will ferrell's character says well, i'm a sex addict it's a proper illness these days you know they have <laughs> doctors and everything <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> that but- <laughs> line from carlos alberto did sound like at when um Uh, Peter Cook played Alan Latchley the made up football manager on Clive uh, Anderson's show and it's the sort of thing he would have said you know the Kaiser was a magnificent player until... He touched the ball. When he touched, it all went wrong. When the ball came out, it would be. Oh,
0: totally, yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, that but sounds. I
2: mean, it- I mean uh, so you can get it for free, Martin. This one, you can. There I, is- I
0: think you can get bits of it for free right, on okay. YouTube, but it's only three pound ninety nine right. on Amazon Prime. So it's. We're um, um, more or less
2: out of time, and I know you'd want I to talk know. about the Pele. I mean, there's been a number of Pele documentaries, which is the, the one, one on, that on you Netflix. Watch. I
0: think is the, yeah, the one on Netflix. I think is the one to watch. Uh, and again similar to uh, <laughs> I, I love the honesty mm-hmm. of uh, some great scenes in it, some yeah. brilliant scenes and and when he gets together with all his old uh, santos mates you know and he's in a wheelchair yeah, sort I've, of yes yeah, so i've seen that
2: documentary it's really
0: yeah. really good isn't it yeah. it's a fantastic documentary it's a really well made piece of uh, well made film and you know, it was showed at cinemas and everything um, and uh, Pele, similar, um, similar to Kaiser and also Michael Douglas, he's asked, was it, you know, as part of the interview, um, was it hard to remain faithful with girls throwing themselves at you all the time? Hmm. And his answer to that is uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. It's commendable honesty. Yes. Was it his hobby?
2: <laughs> well, yeah, I he, I think, and didn't go that far, I I was, say He made something. it his work. I know he did It yeah. was his <laughs> work eventually. Um, well, look, good to talk to you, Martin. You're back <laughs> overnight, I take it. I am
0: indeed. 1am. And I'll talk a little bit more about that pelly thing
2: then. Fantastic. So yeah. tune in 1am overnight, tonight, and tomorrow. Cheers, Martin, Thanks very much. Okay, no worries. Martin Kellner there with a week of sport on TV. We've got some um, more clips of the week to come. We said 23. I think we've had 18s and 20s yeah, yeah. but and that we cut
1: a lot out as well that was because it was did. 2 3 weeks worth so I do like this one from Nick Reynolds though the Italian darts player Rob Crostini Rob Crostini <laughs> Nick. that clever. is that is
2: very good <laughs> yes did we mention Nocky Wilson I think we did, <laughs> we did. um <laughs> talksport.com text 81089, tweet TSHNJ. come on let's have your Italian Darts players. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. There we are. That was this afternoon show as it all unfolded. We'll be back on Monday, looking back on the FA Cup Mm. weekend, all the giant killings, etc., etc., like Chelsea beating City. (laughs) And uh, yeah, I'm sure Danny Kelly will be joining us for that. All the Monday regulars. Do hope you can join us. Have a great weekend. Enjoy all those cup games on Talksport.
1: You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport.
3: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello?